Hey everyone, how you doing? Happy Tuesday, hope you're doing well. While we're waiting on folks to join, be sure to go to coopedup.com. That's my website where you can see the stuff I very sporadically post there. If you are in other platforms, specifically Instagram, I would love a follow. I'm Cooped Up is my handle on the gram. Wherever you are watching or listening to this, there's supposed to be a bell right there on the screen. Click the bell and um, so you can get notified whenever I come live or post new content. And last but not least, send me a text, 214-949-8599, and that will put you on my text blast list. I use it very, very uh, conservatively, I will say. Um, but next week, when it is Amazon Prime Days, I will be using it to blast out deals as I see them that you need to take advantage of, or I think that you would want to take advantage of. So text me, 214-949-8599. Anyway, that's how you get your tips. I was using That's the same number I was using before when I was texting out hot tips about um, COVID vaccines. So, which isn't it funny how um, it's like, you can just get one anywhere now. Before it was like a mad dash, waiting in line for four hours, all that kind of stuff. Hey, mama, good to see you. I mean, I'm still glad I did it as early as I did, even if I had to wait, even if it was like a four-hour ordeal each time. The kids, it was in and out in like 15 minutes um, at the pediatrician's office. I was at Tom Thumb yesterday, I think, and they had a lot of signage up about it too. So. Um, I hope people are getting it because um, I actually have uh, someone I know posted on Facebook today that his fraternity brother, very healthy guy, father of three kids, like 35 years old, died overnight from COVID. So it's still out there, y'all. We are not out of the woods completely. So get your vaccine. Um, the big news, if you were living in Texas, though, Texas is it's hot. It's hot everywhere. I, Todd's sister, Nina texted us earlier that it's 100 degrees in Pasadena, California today. And California is not supposed to be that hot. And not everyone's houses are fully air conditioned in Pasadena, California. So that, ugh, that sounds almost worse than here, uh, especially if you're not used to it. But so as we were talking about yesterday, and I'm sure you have seen in the news that um, ERCOT, our electricity grid, Texas has its own grid, unlike any other state, because you know we got to be different and independent, and sometimes that pays off, and sometimes it kicks you in the ass. And this year is an ass kicking from ERCOT. The R stands for reliability, by the way, Electrical Reliability Council of Texas. It we lost all. I mean, we were within minutes of a complete total failure uh, in February with the blizzard. Blizzard is that what we're calling it? ice storm? I'm not sure what we're calling it. It was not an ice storm, though, because it was mostly snow. So I think it was a blizzard, right? Um, and now they're saying, uh-oh, we're in trouble again because it's too hot. In Texas, it's too... Yeah, okay. Because <laughs> you haven't had your whole lives to prepare for this. So now they're... So they were making recommendations about conserving energy and all of that stuff, right? Um, <laughs> Raven say reliable, my butt, exactly. Um, your butt's more reliable than that for sure. Um, I don't even know what that means. Uh, but so their recommendations are to conserve energy. And they're now starting to come out with very specific recommendations, which 
if they weren't being serious, would be like straight up comedy, right? So one of them is, so they're wanting, if you are at home, they're wanting you to raise the temperature of your house to 78 degrees. 78 degrees. <laughs> I keep mine at like 68. I might push it up to 70 if I'm being generous, right? So, and this is, I don't know, am I being selfish? I don't think I am. I just think it's so stupid. The whole thing is so stupid. So 78 if you're home. If you're away from home, they want you to turn your temperature up to 85. So then you can swelter when you get home and take twice as much energy to cool your house down again. So 85. And then this is the kicker. At night, if you're asleep, they want you to turn the temperature up to 82 degrees. 80 fucking two degrees. You know what? Satan didn't even sleep in a house. Can't even sleep in a house that that's hot. I fucked up that joke. Satan can't even sleep in a house that that's warm. That is that warm. I hate it when I stumble on my joke. I actually wrote that joke, y'all. Um, no, 82 degrees. I cannot think of anything. Well, there's a couple of things. There's very few things I could think that I would rather do or rather I would rather sleep. I would rather do than sleep in an 82 degree house. Almost everything in the world is on the list of things I would rather do than sleep in an 82 degree house. Someone said, uh, my friend Meredith on a text to me earlier, she's like, I'd rather get a pap smear than sleep in an 82 degree house. I was like, I'd rather watch you get a pap smear than sleep in an 82 degree house. Uh uh, not happening. I know, right? Y'all, in case he has a point, we pay for this or we don't, right? I mean, that is so there are the trade offs, right? Like we live in a low tax state. One of the trade-offs of living in a low-tax state is that we have to realize that we also get low services as a result. We do not get the same level of roads. Our roads are shit. They're not as bad as Oklahoma, but they're still pretty bad. Um, utilities are, like in Dallas, water mains are breaking all over the place all the time. And I think we have high taxes, but I guess according to the world, we don't. Uh, it's just whatever you're used to um, and all of that. But I think for like very basic things like electricity, like they need to realize that we are willing to, we um, we Texans, especially in 2021, the year that it's been, are probably willing to pay, hell, $5 a year more, $10. I don't know how many, how much do they actually need? And how do we split that up? I'd pay double, whatever. If, if, it, if it's $50, charge me a hundred. I'm okay with that, right? Based on usage, I don't know. I mean, my house, I have a big house. I get it. So I'm just like, man, man. Um, so, and Raven is saying, my wife gets hot flashes. I would be murdered if she didn't have cold air. I know. And Michelle next door is saying, 82 at night, it ain't happening. And Sandy, yes, 82 degrees, Sandy, is what they're saying. Um uh, yes, name your price to have reliable electricity. Well, we bought a generator. We actually bought it. So we live in a very wooded part of Dallas with a hillside behind us that the lines go through. And for a while, like a butterfly could fart and we would lose power. So we finally bought a generator and it's not a, it's not a whole house built-in generator, but it does, we have to wheel it out, put gas in it, plug it into the house and it controls like 
10 circuit breakers and we have them on important things. Like we have one of the air conditioner systems on it. We have the refrigerator and freezers on it. We have, uh, but the downstairs ones, we don't have the upstairs refrigerator on it. We would just have to clear that one out and move it elsewhere. Um, we, uh, we have the cable and internet on it. And then where I'm sitting now, there's, this is technically a, a, a bedroom, but I use it as my studio. Um, and there's two more bedrooms and then the family room right here, they're all on the same kind of power grid or section of the house. So we have that turn on so we could, and we can close doors and it kind of just, and it's great. So that's what we have on. So that is our expense for having reliable electricity. I realize not everyone can have that, but I saw somewhere that there's like a run on generators up in the suburbs of Dallas where they had a lot of outages um, in February. So um, ERCOT, when I hear that word, I get in the mood. Yes. And James is saying solar panels are looking better and better. Here's the thing about solar panels that most people do not realize. If your solar panels are hooked up to the grid, which most people's are, so that they can either get electricity or feed it back to the system. Unless your solar power, uh, solar panels are totally independent, when your power goes out, the solar panels turn off too. It is a safety mechanism to protect line workers. So like if, if your line goes out and they need to come work on it, they don't want your solar panels feeding electricity into the line. So your solar panels turn off also. So your uh, the battery backup is the only thing you got going for you if you have solar panels, unless you have a way, and I don't know that most people do, to actually like throw a switch or something that disconnects it from the, the grid. If it's connected to the grid, solar panels do no good whatsoever, other than make your house look like shit. I hate the way solar panels look. Um, but isn't that crazy? Just all of the... Um, and I only, James, I only learned that during the blizzard in February. I assumed the same, that solar panels would work if everyone else lost electricity. But they don't. They don't. The other thing that is funny is that, you know, I'm not normally on the, uh, they need to be from here bandwagon. Like, the ERCOT board, the chairman or the president is, uh, like, lives in, like, Chicago or something, or did. And a bunch of the board members don't live here in Texas, right? And a lot of people thought that that was horrible. I personally don't think it's the worst. If the, if, if the experts in electricity, reliability and stuff live in other states, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it. Just make sure my power stays on. As soon as it starts turning off, I'm going to start questioning where you are. And in times like this, I am questioning where they're from. Because no sane person in the state of Texas would ever, ever recommend someone keeping their house at 78 degrees in the daytime and 82 degrees at night. They just would not do it. Uh-uh, not gonna do it. Um, Casey is saying, correct, my parents were hippies and we were independent solar users when I was a child. A hot fire was required on a cloudy day for hot showers. <laughs> That's hardcore. You could be a survivalist. I, I pick you for my camp. How about that? Um, and then, oh, I got in the car earlier today, y'all. I may have like second degree burns on the back of my thighs. Like, it, cause I'm wearing shorts today because it is hot. I'm in a t-shirt and shorts today because my office gets hot uh, at night. And yeah, the and I was thinking about it. I was like, you know, this would be a really good time to have cloth seats. It's the only time you will ever hear me say that. The summertime in Texas is the only time I would be caught dead with cloth seats. 
And you know what? And I certainly wouldn't do it. I mean, I love my leather seats, but I would not if I had if if I if you have kids, you need to have some sort of wipeable surface. Because just last Friday, I don't did I already tell you about this. I don't know if I did or not. But last Friday, I pick up no last Thursday, I think it was, and it was a day I didn't feel well. So I actually did not tell you this because I did not come live on Thursday. I pick up the kids from school, and one of their friends is with us. And the big thing with school is these fidget toys, and they're starting to make homemade ones where they take balloons that they buy at the dollar store, do not buy balloons at the dollar store, and they're filling them with flour and water, tying them off so that it's like a squish, like a stress ball, right? Well, they're driving home, we're driving home in my car, and I hear, oh my God, in the back seat. I look back, the stress ball full of flour and water exploded, and it didn't just like leak. I, mean, I don't know where the outer shell went. It was everything was covered the seat my my seats are ventilated it's got air conditioner and heat that come out of them those holes are all full of dried up flour right now because i couldn't get it all out i'm waiting on it to dry and then i'm going to use the shot vac um so and my sister is saying you got to put a towel down after you get out i know i'm not practiced enough and actually you know i don't drive enough so um and Lindsay is saying, man, I'm praying they don't do another rolling blackout. I have a baby. Come on now. I know. It's the worst. Uh, my sister is saying, have them come live in Texas for a few year. They'll a full year. They'll understand. And Beth is backing it up and make sure they keep their AC at 82. Uh-uh. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. It reminds me of that Heatherland woman on uh, Instagram. Not going to do it. And I'd rather, I'd rather slide down a... Slide of razor blades into a pool of alcohol into bubble. She has these funny things. Look her up. Ain't gonna do it. Um, yeah. So that was that. Um, something interesting happened yesterday that I wasn't gonna talk about, but it's been like in my brain, like racking around in my brain. You know this congresswoman, and this is not political. It's about political stuff. It is not my political beliefs necessarily. Um, this Marjorie Taylor Greene woman, the congressman from, where's she from? Like Virginia, West Virginia, wherever. So she's like this rabble rouser in the Republican Party who says all this stuff. And she recently compared wearing face masks to Jewish uh, prisoners of the Holocaust having to wear stars, right? People lost their mind about it, appropriately so. So yesterday... Marjorie Taylor Greene decided to go tour the Holocaust Museum in D.C. I assume that's the one she went to, which is huge, new. We didn't get to go to it when we were there, but I've been to Holocaust Museums. We have one in Dallas that's fantastic considering the topic. And I've been to um, um, concentration camps when I lived in Germany um, and a lot of stuff like that. And so I know a lot about it. So she went to this uh, this museum and she had a press conference afterwards where she apologized for her comments and the apology did seem very sincere to me. I'm not going to say I disbelieve the apology. Like I think that she genuinely is like, I've really, really fucked up. And now I see, cause maybe she didn't learn about it. I don't know. I don't know what people learn. Um, but anyway, but this is where it went off the rails for me. So during her apology, she felt the need to say the Holocaust is real and she backed it up later in an interview or something talking about that she ne she needed to say that because there are a lot of people, I guess, in her camp, camp, that's probably not the best term or phrase, in her, in her 
group, her supporters, who actually think the Holocaust is fake or it was made up or it's exaggerated or whatever. So she felt the need during her apology to make sure people realize that it is real. Is that where we are? Is that where we are, America? Come on. That this uh she's a QAnon conspiracy theorist who once tweeted that Jewish lasers from outer space cause I mean just the the shit. And the the whole thing about Nancy Pelosi and Hillary Clinton drinking the blood of children so that they can stay young. Have you looked at either of those women? The blood's not if, if they're drinking blood, they need to find another serum because it's that's a lot of work for that. And I love both of them, but that just, no, just crazy to me. Um, anyway, I just, that was, I, I just, I heard that. I was like, it's, it's real. And I'm like, of course it's fucking real. We all knew. Yes. Um, yes. And while you're saying, what in the corn dog hell? Exactly. <laughs> Where are we? What is going on? Um, so I was, you know, I was telling you about this show, Sweet Tooth, that we've been watching. Um, and they have this disease called the sick and it's like a pandemic, kind of like COVID or whatever. And one of the ways that you can tell people are sick is that their little finger starts to kind of quiver. I can't really do it very well between my arthritis and just not being all that coordinated. Like the little finger starts to quiver when they're like coughing or whatever. Well, I, um, cause I've had allergies so bad. I was coughing in the car the other day. I was like, I want to fuck with the kids y'all. So I, um, while I'm driving, I'm talking very country today, driving. While I'm driving, I let my finger start to quake a little bit on the steering wheel, like coughing and driving in my finger. Claire, full on freak out. And if you know Claire, her freak outs are the best. Oh my God. I mean, she's she's already like tweening. So um, I, and then of course I started, I laughed my ass off. I hope these are like, you know, I don't want my I don't want my kids to um, remember me as being like. I mean, of course, I want them to remember me as being fair and and kind and all of that kind of stuff, right? But more than anything, I want them to remember me as being fucking funny, right? Like like just the jokes, the silliness, and all that. And I posted something on Instagram and Facebook last night about that, like a a little placard kind of thing. What do you call that? Um, and, and it was about that. Like, I remember my mom dancing in the eighties, like that kind of thing. Um, that's, that's, I, and I got a, a ton of people are like, yes, love it, love it, love it. So, um, so I hope there's a memory of my kids, of me scaring the shit out of them because it looked like I had the sick. <laughs> How messed up is that? Oh, so my mom says that her finger does it sometimes when she's writing. It's the sick. So uh, Eric is saying it is absolutely where this country is. Fewer and fewer young people even know what the Holocaust was. So I have a theory also with social media and everything. Like, you know, I love social media. Obviously, I do. I'm talking to you on it right now. But I am of the opinion that it is in a cancerous kind of way on our society. It is making dysfunctional, uneducated people think that they are the norm and they're finding each other and they're validating each other's experiences. And that's what can cancer is basically just like, like fucked up cells that independently don't do anything. But when they find each other, they form a cluster, like a tumor or whatever. Right. 
That's what I'm thinking is happening in America. I don't think that Americans are any dumber than they ever were. I don't think that um, I don't think that people are any lazier than they were. I don't actually. I don't think that it's all that different than it was. It's just back in the day. First of all, we didn't know what was going on because we weren't as connected. We weren't able to spread things as easily. So a rumor took a lot more work than it does now, than it did before. And we had a ruling class, which I know a lot of people are like, we don't like a ruling class. It needs to be kind of of us, right? Now, I don't know about you, but I want the smartest fucking people. I want the intellectuals running my country. I want the connected people running my country. I'm fine with the rich people running my company because most of them got rich by doing something smart. Now I'm talking about all of them, but yeah. So anyway, that's my soapbox. Um, random other things, Southwest Airlines, totally unrelated, but maybe not because clientele. Um, it has a 50% off special right now. You have to use a, what a save 50, S-A-V-E-5-0 is the code. You have to book it today and tomorrow, I think. Or maybe today, tomorrow, whatever. The details are on their Facebook page, um, and it's real. I valid. I verified it. Um, and you have to, and it's for fall travel, so it's from like September first through like November first. It's fifty percent off published rates if you use that code. Say fifty. Isn't that crazy? We have um, because our school is doing this different kind of schedule. Um, we have a fall break at the beginning of October. Might need to look at. Uh, I'd rather fly Southwest for twice the price. I mean, I'd rather fly American for twice the price. <laughs> oh, I just, I just can't. I, I, so, you know, I interned at Southwest Airlines. I like, I loved Herb Kelleher. Every time I've been with him, he's great. The employees are wonderful. Like, I like, I like the idea of the company, but then I get there and I'm like, I hate Love Field. Just do not like Love Field over uh, uh, DFW's a far superior airport for us. Um, I like knowing where I'm going to sit. I do not want to have to stand in a line in numerical order when people are getting up there and they're getting all worked up about it. Like, no, I want to, I want to know where I'm going to sit already in advance. And um, I need a lounge. They do not have lounges. So maybe I'm a snob. Um, so want to see any good Orlando flights. We will be flying on American airlines. Thank you very much. Um, and it is part of their 50th anniversary promotion. Uh, Monica, sorry, uh, Suzanne is reminding me. Um, so, um, and Eric agrees. He's a snob about Southwest. So I love their free baggage, but not enough to do it. And you know what? For a lot of people, Love Field is actually the better airport if you're in Dallas. I don't like it because I don't like, first of all, it's like in the middle of a town. It, it, in the, there's no highways around it. And then secondly, um, it's one parking garage, a million miles of walking. I just love DFW where you just park right at the gate and you're good. And by the way, if you do fly from DFW Airport, and I think a lot of airports are starting to do this, if you book your parking online in advance, you save like more than 50%. Like it, it was like $6 a day. I saw just a special about it again for um, like 4th of July weekend or summer travel or something. So go to DFW's. Uh, Facebook page too. If you're parking there and you can park close in for the same price as like parking out in the, the back 40. Um, Devil Wears Prada is celebrating its 15th anniversary. We got all the, we've got, so we've got 
Southwest is having its 50th anniversary. Walt Disney World is about to kick off its 50th anniversary. Um, and they're celebrating, when is it starting, Monica? October 1st, I think. And it's going through March 2023. So they're doing like a full 18 months of celebrating 50 years. And I think technically this is their 50th year, but they had to shift everything because of the pandemic. So we will definitely be checking that out at some point, Monica. Um, Monica and I did a sibling trip to Disney World, just the two of us. One of my favorite trips of all time. We just ate and drank and we did it in an off time. So there were hardly any lines. It was wonderful. Um, and then Devil Wears Prada is celebrating 15 years. I cannot believe Devil Wears Prada has been out for 15 years. That is crazy to me. Um, I was watching something earlier today that Meryl Streep, that was the last movie that she ever attempted method acting on. And method acting, for those of you who aren't sure what that means, is where you assume the character. So a lot of actors, do, Tom Cruise does this. Meryl Streep is known to do it. I, I think there's a lot of other famous actors where you become the character and you stay in character of that person during the duration of filming the movie. So and and so like while you're on set, you are that person, even if the camera's rolling or not. If you're in your dressing room, if you're eating lunch, if you're sitting on the pot, you are that person, right? And it's called method acting. So uh, Meryl Streep said that that was the last time she did it because it made her very, very depressed because she was not the friendliest person in the movie. And she would be in her dressing room as Miranda Priestly. And she would hear all of the other castmates and stuff having a great time outside at, at like the craft table or whatever, you know, just hanging out. And it made her depressed. And she decided that she was not going to do the... Um, the method acting anymore after that. It was too sad for her. You know, I've, I've, always, I've always joked that the older I get and the longer I own my business, I think that Miranda Priestly was the real victim in that movie. All she wanted was a good magazine and for people to do their fucking jobs. That's all she wanted. Now her delivery, what, uh, what, what? It's just drizzling. Like that's a little over the top, but yeah. Um, Monica is saying, y'all heard it here that we're going to Disney World. We are. Let's do it. We got to figure out when. It has to be at an off time. I could take off whenever. I don't know when you get days off, but um, it can't be like um, high season. It needs to be whatever. Because I want to stay at a nice hotel and it's cheaper than. I don't want it to be crowded. Um, it was cold when we were there and like surprisingly cold. Remember? Um, we went in early December, right before my birthday. And I'm my birthday's December 14th. Um, but that was a lot of fun. But y'all heard it here. Is Monica a Disney expert? She is. So here's the funny thing. I introduced Monica to Walt Disney World. She had never been before. And I'd been like three times already. I've probably been like seven or eight times at this point. And now it is, she is, she's taken the baton and they go all the time. There's everything about it. Um, I have a travel agent. Um, Melissa Ulrich is who we usually use. Um, I do recommend if you go to Disney World to always use a Disney-specific travel agent because they know all of the tips and tricks for getting you the reservations and the cheapest uh, hotels and like where the rooms are the best and what's close to the monorail and what's not and all that kind of stuff. And you don't pay anything for it. Like they they get a commission directly from Disney World. And Melissa, in her case, she specifically tracks the trips. And if Disney releases a promotion, she will cancel your whole trip and rebook it. 
so that you save a bunch of money. She's done that for us multiple times. So um, always, always. I think, is it Trips Trips to the Mouse, I think was her site. And, and she may have changed it to recently to you, you Pack, We Plan, or you, We Plan, You Pack, something like that. Melissa, if you happen to be watching, uh, give us a shout out. I don't think you are. Um, I will make sure you know that I plugged you, though. Um, and then last but not least on my list today, you know, I um, I joke about having Jomo. Same as Mama Oprah here. She jokes about it, too. Um, joy of missing out. It's where you, you're okay that you don't know everything. You're okay that you don't get invited to everything because you know what? You don't really want to go. My mother is the queen of Jomo also. So I get that from her, I think. Um, I'm a very social person until I'm not. And I don't like working at it. So I don't want to go to something every night. I don't want to feel obligated. I really, really, really hate feeling obligated to go to something when I don't want to. You know? I I think going to events and parties needs to have the same rules as sex. It needs to have enthusiastic consent. Like, not just, okay, we'll go. It needs to be, yes, I want to go. I want to go to that. That is what I think about parties and stuff like that. And just pop culture in general. I don't care. I, I watch, if I watch a morning news program, I watch CBS this morning because it is the most straightforward news. Like, no, uh, they have a little bit of pop culture in it, but not. it's not like the Today Show and Good Morning America. I watch CBS Sunday morning every weekend. I record it and watch it later in, in, in the day. I jokingly call it church uh, just because it fills me up with lots of, I, I love the, the, the things on it. But occasionally my Jomo, I'm like, huh, how did I not know that? So I just read an article on CNN just right before I came live about this guy, what's his name? Hiram Yarbo, who is a TikTok influencer. And he is so influential and specifically in skincare somehow that he is getting his own line of skincare products that are going to be sold at Sephora. And I'm like, how have I never even seen this person before? I mean, I'm on TikTok. My TikTok is weird though. My TikTok's a lot of tax savings tips and business, real estate business advice and gay people and some dancing. Um, but I'm like, how do? That's how you also know when you're getting older is when the 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 celebrities that the kids are watching and buying stuff from are people that you've never even heard of. It's like watching the the American Music Awards or the Grammys and you're like, who that? I don't know who that is. Um, Carrie is much better at keeping track of these things than I am. Because Carrie admittedly has FOMO, fear of missing out. She knows about every restaurant that is opened in town. She knows about every fashion trend. She knows about every celebrity and what's the latest with them. Like she is a walking encyclopedia of pop culture and like society things in Dallas. Not me, not me. All righty, well with that, I'm going to say goodbye. I love you. It's important to know you are loved. Again, don't forget, if you want to get deals from me for Amazon, hot tips for Amazon Prime Day next week, text me at this number and say, send them to me, 214-949-8599, and I will add you to my list. And with that, I love you. It's important to know you are loved. Did I already say that? I can't remember. I love that you watch this. Thank you. It is my daily therapy. And I will see you tomorrow. Carrie is going to try to be here tomorrow. She has to go into the office, but I think she's going to skip out a little early. Otherwise, I will just see you at 4.30 tomorrow for another episode of Cooped Up Live, should I say. Talk to you later.
Love y'all. Bye.